welcome to a goal in one podcast with me, Andy Carter. Me, Chris Bowman. And me, Jamie. Okay, our guest today. He has played in the Championship. He has played in the Premier League. He has also played in the Champions League. It is none other than Mr. Ben Hamer. How are we, Ben? God, you sound like a natural, eh? Big dog. Decent. <laughs> very, oh, very decent introduction. You were practising that. I've sold you well there, mate. I've sold you well. Yeah, you, yeah, you look like you were practising, mate. That sounds I've decent. Been, quite. been on Wikipedia all day, mate. I've got a bit of a touch on there. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, mate? Yeah, well, mate. Yeah, just um, obviously quarantining it the last four weeks. So, um, been indoors, behaving myself uh, on the walk bike and um, keeping fit. Going up for jogs now and again, a few runs. And um, to, be, to be honest, mate, it's boring. It's hard to keep your, your mind occupied, but... Yeah. I think when you go out and do a few runs and stuff, it, it keeps keeps your mind ticking over. So that, that's that's helped me out massively, mate. To be fair, that's quite quite interesting, Ben. To be fair, because Jay showed me a run the other day, the five k, mate, and uh, I couldn't work out whether you're in first gear or reverse, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got um, one of the boys uh, messaged me straight after that, and he was like, um, "Yeah, you were you were towing a caravan because apparently on the NICAP you can tell uh, by the heat map." how fast you're running and he was getting slower and slower <laughs> Wait, I, blew up, I blew up i blew up after about 1k mate to be fair and um yeah just just struggled for the the last four but you know i got it done um it was the first road run i did actually i i had doms for about three days after it because uh, i've been sticking to the hot bike mostly and then i thought yeah i'll do the 5k it'll be it'll be a doddle after doing the hot bike for four weeks and then it, it, it was a complete opposite mate i had doms for about four days could walk down the stairs so uh probably about about, the, um, but it was a good wasn't it Talk about the what bikes. Are you and the Derby boys are in a group, are you? Trying to yeah, we've got we've got a group. So they're, they're all on the, the Swift the Swift app. So um, you're obviously doing loads of different uh, sessions on that where you you go through. <laughs> I had a beast. I bought a what bike and I didn't have the Bluetooth on it. So uh, they've got to kind of tell me what what uh, what's to be riding that. So we're on FaceTime together. We were on house party, but then uh, apparently house party got some people were getting hacked or something. So we had to delete that. Not hacking your bank account, Christ. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got a pot of piss in that. I hope this is an, uh, an adult audience. Can we, can we swear in this or not? Oh, yeah, yeah. We keep it PG as possible, yeah? Yeah, PG as possible is good, mate. Okay, okay. Sorry, lads. Sorry. Sorry to lower the tone. <laughs> yeah, we're saying you don't mind the words, mate, do you? To be fair, you're on in Dubai with us. Uh, Back in the off season. I mean, I mean, yeah. Do you know what? I don't mind. Stitch, I don't mind stitching someone up now because obviously we come out and saw you in in Dubai. We were out there for ten days, and then we we came and done a session with you. We were supposed to do a couple of sessions, but I think uh, I think the L the L took uh, took charge of us over there at that time. But um, I remember we did uh, we did a session outdoors, and um, mate, it was so hot, wasn't it? Even at night, it's so humid out there. It's really really hard, uh, really taxing on the body. And then obviously afterwards, you took us upstairs to do the what bike uh, challenge and. Uh, if I don't mind saying myself, I think I knocked a certain Danny Drinkwater off his perch, you know, on the hot bike in there. Oh, to the toilet. To be fair, mate, I, I, had, to, I had to ring the ambulance because I, I was worried about the boy. He, he'd gone missing. After <laughs> so, I mean, me, we, we definitely saw him off, didn't we? So that was, uh, that was an embarrassing moment for him, a Premier League midfielder getting beat by a, a, a bang average goalkeeper. So. <laughs> that brings us on nicely to uh, your existing relationship with Mr. Carter. Talk us through how... You and uh, Carter became mates. Me and Carter, for to be fair, for <laughs> well, we got, well, we got um, we've got a, a mutual friend, Matt Mills, and um, 
I think uh, was the first. It was it was a night out when it cast. Was it in, was it in Manchester? We we first went out or. Because the night before, I was starting a brand new job. Cool. Yeah, that was it. And, uh, yeah, and we yeah, and absolutely, absolutely sucked you in. Said, if you, don't come <laughs> out us, got, if you don't come out of us, you've got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, came out, I came out, said I wasn't drinking. Next day, yeah. I went into work at 9 o'clock and my mum picked me up at 10 o'clock and took me home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what happens when you get on the Jager bombs, mate. When it's that's it, mate. Jager bombs, that's what, that's what happens. <laughs> Just kept getting in my head. Oh, you can't do this. You're not strong enough. You can't drink. I thought you were a student. You can't do this. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was good, mate. Yeah, so we obviously seen you off, and then I think we done that to you in Dubai as well. We uh, we took you on a bit of a session, and yeah. you went you went in. Uh, or can we say this? Because uh, oh yeah, you're supposed, you supposed to be running a professional establishment out there, and uh, <laughs> I don't think it was too professional for the seven days we were out there. No, I got taken under, <laughs> I got taken under the wing a bit, and uh, yeah, I still tell stories about that week. Could have. Now it's the best week of my life, I think. I'll probably start crying in a minute. Yeah, well, yeah, this is, this is what we try and bring to the table, Jamie, you know. Take, take you under the wing and, uh, you know, enjoy the uh, bright lights of Dubai, I guess. I mean, you've got it, you've got it off to a teammate. You, you guys are living out there. So, obviously, that's a place I'd love to live, live in. But, you know, obviously, football dictates and um, keeps yeah. me in the, uh, the colder climate of England. Well, less about... in 10 years. Less about us, mate. We'll, go on to, uh, we'll keep it on to the star man today. So, talk us... Uh, through obviously you moved to Germany at age three, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. My dad, um, my dad had a job at it. He worked for the uh, MOD Ministry of Defence. So uh, he moved, he moved us out there when I was about three. And then um, obviously, yeah, I had to go to a German school. Uh, my first language, actually speaking, was German. So uh, yeah, went to a German school until I was about eight. And then uh, when we obviously moved back when I was eight, we had to um, get the English lessons because my English was terrible compared to my German. So uh, I, I had to learn English. Now. You are it's still not. It's not it's still not any good now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then obviously when you came back, you was at Reading, yeah. You signed for Reading in '05, I think, is it? Yeah, mate. To be fair, I, yeah, it was quite lucky that really. I got picked up by Reading because uh, I was I was at Bournemouth as a youngster when I was 12, 12 till fourteen. I got released at fourteen, and then um, it was just by chance I was playing for the, the county at Somerset, and um, the the director of football at is it direct, or no, director of the academy at Bournemouth had left and he was scouting then. He was a freelance scout. So uh, he was watching a game I was playing for in the county and he, he saw me after the game and he was like, oh, what, what are you doing? I said, oh, I haven't got a club. Like, I'm just uh, playing local football. So um, he was like, right, leave it with me. Give me, a, give me a house number. So obviously it was only the Nokia 402s that are out there and I didn't even have one of them. So uh, he, I gave him my house number and um, yeah, say to say two, three days later, he called me uh, on the house phone. The, the house phone was ringing and my, my dad, lazy as he, as he normally is, wouldn't pick the phone up. So I always had to get the phone and then tell him who was on the blower. So uh, I picked up and it was a guy called Terry who, um, who scouted me and uh, he said, you're available on Saturday, can you go and do a trial at Reading? And I was, like, I was obviously buzzing and then uh, I told my dad, put him onto the phone to my dad, he gave him the details and then yeah, he, he drove me up to uh, Sonnen, done, a, done a, a day trial with... Nicky Hammond, the director of football at the time, a goalkeeper coach. And uh, yeah, I think it was Jamie Ashdown, Jamie Young and uh, a guy called Phil Whitehead. So I was training with the first team. I was only 15 years old. Yeah, looked like a pipe cleaner, mate. Give me extra large training kit, baggy yeah. ads. And then, um, yeah, How was that whole experience at Reading? Obviously, you had a few loans in that time, uh, extra Brentford. How was the whole experience? Obviously, they were in the Premier League at the time when they just got promoted. How was the experience as a whole there? Um, well, obviously, yeah, I, I, was, I was 18 at the time and, uh, yeah, like I said, I, mean, I was like a pipe cleaner, physically not very strong and yeah. I was obviously never near the first team there so at that age. So I, I kind of just uh, 
as soon as I turned 18 and turned pro, I, I was knocking on the director of football's door. I was like, I want to go out on loan. And uh, he, they set me up. Um, actually, it was, it was Eamon Dolan, actually. Uh, God, God bless his soul. He's, uh, he, he's passed now, unfortunately. And um, he was my director of the academy at the time. And he spoke to uh, John Hollins at Crawley and managed to get me a loan for the season there in the conference. And I went out there, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, done a year there, came back, then went on loan to Brentford for a couple of years. Uh, done time there, won League Two, really, really good experience. And then came back, and then I was number two at Reading behind Federici, who was, who was a class goalkeeper. And uh, I was never really going to get in the team there. So uh, I got to like 23, and I was kind of at a crossroads, really. I, 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 didn't, I knew I wasn't going to play at Reading, and I thought I, I need to leave here and kind of like forge my own, own pathway. And then, yeah, Ben Roberts spoke to the goalkeeper coach at Reading at the time, Sal Bibbo, and was like, what's the crap with him? And I had a year left on my contract. And I was like, listen, I, I, I want to leave and play. So, yeah, and then got sold to Charlton then. And then obviously moved down there with Chris, Chris Powell. Yeah, and then I had Chris Powell for three years. It was brilliant. Fair to say Charlton was a sort of turning point and a making point of, of you, really. Uh, don't know about making mate, because I was in London for three years, so it was probably, <laughs> probably, uh, it was probably bad because there was so there was so much at my disposal in London. Every, every night something was going on, so uh, you know, the bright lights did suck me in for a little bit. But um, yeah, in in the whole, I did quite well at Cheltenham. Uh, really enjoyed my time there, and I think I think at the end of that three years when the contract ran out, and then the the Leicester thing came about, I think it was kind of a blessing in disguise because it, it took me away from London and it, it made me calm down a little bit because you know. Um, not, not, I'm not uh, proud to say it, but I, I was, I was probably out too much I when I was down there. And because uh, no, you when you're young as well, mate, you, you just, you just enjoy it, don't you? You're, you're having a good time. And I wouldn't know, mate. I've all been sucked in by Liberty, mate. Nah, that place ain't for me, mate. Definitely not for me. That place, Jesus. Yeah, try and stay away from Liberty, but yeah, the uh, the old West End did, did suck me in, suck me in a little bit. And uh, no, I had a great time. The lads, we were a really social bunch, and uh, every time we had a day off, we we were always out together. Um, Enjoying, enjoying the L, and uh, yeah, I mean, I moved to Leicester, and then obviously, yeah, it kind of really calmed me down then, and I, I got my head down a bit, and uh, started to really focus on my football, and uh, yeah, no, I enjoyed, enjoyed four good years there, actually, but uh, the only really, you know, sour point was I didn't get to play as much, because I had a, a top-class, well, world-class goalkeeper in front of me, so I was never yeah. really going to get in, so I, I, I played second fiddle for, for pretty much the whole, the whole time I was there. How, four was, years. How, how was that whole sort of experience, I mean, being at Leicester and the, the season they had, and being behind Schmeichel himself, how was, did you learn a lot from him or was it something that you felt was just a move you couldn't turn down at the time? And Yeah, do you know what, because I, 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 I played pretty, like, the, pretty much the whole time I was a child when I was fit, I played, so, um, you know, I was used to being a number one, so when I went there, when I got the opportunity to go there, I, I kind of, I, I was really confident, mate, I, I, I really believed in myself, so I, I thought if I, if I do get a chance there I'll, and I get, I get a game, then I'll, I'll keep the shirt, but I was quite... I was quite naive as well because obviously, you know, Casper was a massive part of Leicester and he still is now. And, uh, you know, when, when I went in there, I kind of realised that he was a strong part of the furniture and um, it was going to be really hard to dislodge. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, when I played, I, I thought I'd done, done all right. But obviously, as soon as Casper was fit, he, he played because, you know, he was the main man there. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was hard to deal with at first. Um, I've, got, I've got to say because uh, I've never really been used to being a number two. And, um, uh, he was great to work with. Uh, got every day in training, his, his his standards were so high, and mate, you can't help but learn off people like that. I always try and pick bits off the keepers that I work with. You, you get to work with so many different ones, and you know things that work for them. You you see and you see what what consistently works for them, and you think, well, if I can add that to my game, that might make me better. So you always try and pick little bits off yeah. different keepers which you think are 
you know, good traits. And, uh, you know, I think I've done that over my career, picked uh, different things off of different keepers. And, uh, yeah, it's a really good learning tool, mate. So throughout this time, was, was Mr. Carter being dragged down to London for nights out and up to Leicester? Or was he, uh, was he around? What was going on with Carter? He, yeah, he, 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 did, he did. We have had a few nights out in London. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a weak boozer, I've got to say. Uh, he can't oh, don't, don't know he's strong on the course, though. Um, strong yeah. on the golf course. He's very strong on the golf course, yeah. Uh, before, we get on to the, before we get onto the golf, because uh, I'm sure he's got a few videos to hammer me with, and uh, I'm sure he'll edit into these videos some of my terrible swings. And, and birds, <laughs> and pigeons, and birds, and seagulls flying around you, pecking your um, head. Yeah, I think I, I think I, uh, in, in the summer, I think I um, annoyed a, a mother bird. I was too close to a tree, shot I was in the trees, and uh, <laughs> playing my second shot out of the rough, and uh, yeah, a bird uh, took exception to me and was attacking me because I was too close to a, a hatchling. <laughs> oh, wait, honestly, this, I've, got, I've got the video, man. You were in the middle of the fairway. That's what made it even more strange. This bird just saw you and just thought... Well, yeah, but I mean, I, mean, the bird, I mean, I don't know what kind of bird it was, mate, but it, it was quite a scary bird because it, it was nosediving at me, wasn't it? So it, it done a few circles oh, yeah. and nosediving at me. I couldn't take my second shot. It just kamikaze. Yeah, yeah, yeah nosediving me. So no, I, I, in the end, I had to get the club out and swing at the bird. <laughs> <laughs> to get it away from me. Carter, give something <laughs> Give some tips on Hamer's swing. What if you had to quickly analyse it in sort of thirty seconds? What would you say swing? Well, oh, when hey, you, well, you start, I think he needs about half an hour, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to get this done in thirty seconds. But remember that? Uh, remember that pre-season you were in Austria? You sent you, um, you yeah, brought some yeah, videos up on Instagram. When I joined, when I joined Huddersfield, yeah, I was there. We we were putting some of our shots on the old on the Snapchat, weren't we? And you were you were picking the bones out of it, weren't you? Doing a little. Um, Little videos with the with the demos on, absolutely picking it to pieces. I downloaded the videos off Snapchat, put them into my analysis app, and literally just torn all the lads apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Though? Yeah, though, when you hit, Go on. Some shot that you hit though on that part three. There's some there's, there's some shots in the locker. I don't know how you do it sometimes, but there's some good shots in there. So yeah, I'm, you just got you just got. Aim twenty yards to to the right of the pin, and then I'll hook it round. <laughs> there's, there's, there's some serious shape. Yeah, yeah, but what you didn't know that was about take four, mate. <laughs> I could, the I first, guess, the first three went straight in the drink. You're getting you're getting lessons, are you? Twenty four, wouldn't it? You're getting golf lessons, though, aren't you? Or you were? Yeah. Do you know what? There's a guy called Damien Taylor who uh, works. Yeah, in, I know uh, Damien. Yeah, he works near Nutsford, and uh, me and Jason Punchin went down and uh, done some lessons with last year uh, at Huddersfield. So we we finished training, then we we get the car down to um, down to Nutsford, and then me and Punch were having uh, golf lessons, and Alex Pritchard as well. Actually, we were three of us going down there, so like two hours down at the uh, down at the golf course, getting some lessons off him, and he he was brilliant. To be fair, really enjoyed uh, work, uh, working with him. He's a good golf coach, isn't he? Yeah, Dave, yeah, yeah. Dave, yeah, he's brilliant, mate, to be fair. And now I'm at Derby, um, I've obviously got Shay Given, goalkeeper coach, and Shay's really good mates with him. So, uh, yeah, we always chat about, uh, about Dave, me and Shay. So, um, yeah, Shay obviously gets lessons off of him. I think Shay's a good, uh, a good handicapper, to be fair. So, uh, he's, uh, I don't really want to go out and play with him because he'll, he'll show me up. But, um, yeah, and I, was, I was getting an half-decent swing on me. But then obviously, because I moved back down to Derby, I've, I've moved back down to Leicester and I've not really been able to see him. So uh, it's a bit of a shame, really. And he's, he's always on me to come up and do some more lessons. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, it's a shame living in Cheshire, wasn't it? So you, I was going to say, you're not going to get her back over there as well, then? What, Cheshire? Yeah, but you're, if you're living yeah, in no, Leicester. Can't, you no, know? can't, nah, I can't afford a house there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. So over the years, over the years, Hames, who who would you say kind of has got a bit on the course? The players you've played with, who've you been out around with? See you a lot with Callum Elder on the golf course. Friends. Mate, do you know what? Cow's Cal, come on a lot. Uh, to be fair, I've, I'm playing with him, so obviously, like I'm, I'm playing off 28. I'm playing off 28 Bandit, and he's uh, he's playing off about 12. And he, you know, he, he outscores me all the time. To be fair, even off 28. So, uh, you know, he's he's come on, and um, now I really enjoy playing with him as well because me and him have the crack and stuff. And uh, you know, he's he's an Aussie. Got a bit about him, and uh, yeah, now I really enjoy playing with with Cal. And uh, obviously, he's in quarantine as well over in here. He's he's a single lad, so he he's he spent a lot of time on his own. And uh, yeah, when, when when we can, look, we try and have a little run. Obviously, ten ten yards apart, as you're supposed to do, and uh, you have, have a bit of crack at at distance. And um, yeah, now I really enjoy playing with him. He he's got a bit, and uh, I try to think. Well, uh, obviously, Danny drinks. You, you guys met in the summer. Um, he, he likes to swing on the golf course. He, he's a lot better than me as well. And um, yeah, again, like he enjoys his golf. I think there's a lot of lads, you know, because because obviously during the season normally we, especially when the weather's good, we we finish and work at two, and you know it's a really good window to. Try and uh, you know get your get your golf game decent. So um, yeah, a lot of the lads like to play. Yeah, and I've got I've got a little quote here, mate. To be fair, from one of your ex teammates, and and he said, you know, Hamer Hamer plays golf for one of two reasons really. Um, the first one either to wear an ASOS long line polo, <laughs> or, <laughs> or the second one so he can upload an Instagram story so that birds slide in his DMs. Oh, that's, that's obviously one of you two, then, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, that's an ex-teammate, mate. Ex-teammate, can't reveal sources. So can you just confirm uh, which one of which one of those two reasons it is, mate? Because it doesn't sound like it's the skills. Well, I don't, I don't really think it's one for females to slide in my DMs playing golf. I don't think that's really it. I don't think that's really. Hey, hey, you'd be surprised. Hey, you'd be surprised, mate. Happens to me all the time. Cool. I tell you what, I do love a long line ASOS polo, though. Yeah, oh, tight, tight fit, mate. <laughs> yeah, my, my golf gear is definitely questionable. Yeah, I thought you were like a gilet, mate, a really tight gilet. Mate, I wore, I wore like a little um, preview half zipper the other day, which, which for, for me looked like a golf zip up. And uh, I, mean, I got absolutely dog abuse for it. So, I mean, I mean, I don't, I'm not a fan of the, the general baggy golf gear. I like my stuff to be fitted. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely a bit quirky when it comes to golf gear, but um, yeah, I, I do enjoy a bit of uh, golf fashion. Yeah, I must admit. The glasses stay. On, the glasses stay on during the golf, or? <laughs> it's quite nice actually. That, br that brings me on to another couple of points. To be fair, mate, I've got one here from well, a couple of points from from my good mate Simon Murphy, mate, and he's uh, he said, "Can you just ask him?" about the uh, extra tight gilet you used to wear for training that used to be called the straight jacket. <laughs> I think I was a bit, I think I was a bit doughy there, mate, to be fair. That's why it looked so heavy. I was trying to cover something up, but it just made me look worse. Enjoyable, mate, enjoyable. So that obviously uh, brings us up to you at Derby now. Um, how are you finding, that obviously, a stop-start season with all this? Obviously, you started the season, if my rightly, on the bench, and then obviously you got the shirt. How's it been, mate? Well, oh, nice that you mentioned the old Judy Dench, mate. That's uh, that's, that's, that's <laughs> I had to get quite, something, mate. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been quite a natural place for me to be on the football pitch <laughs> on the Judy Dench for the last five years. Uh, yeah, mate. Listen, well, listen. Footballers all hate picking up splinters, don't they? That's that's be honest. Like normal, like sitting on a bench, but it's it's a role that I've I, I kind of found myself in the last four or five years. Whether that's through my my own misgivings with form wise or, or what because I hadn't played for four or five years mate it's hard to get a rhythm so uh, 
you know, when, yeah. when you kind of get your chance to play, rather than being confident and going into games thinking, yeah, like, feeling like the man, you're kind of like, right, I can't, your mentality shifts a little bit. It's like, right, you, you deal with that. You can't, it, mate, it's hard. It's hard. Like, I found myself, even at Huddersfield, like, going in, into games where I was like, right, you can't make a mistake. Don't make a mistake. Yeah. Get through the first 10 minutes. Get through the first 20 minutes. Where that was never my mentality going into football matches. I used to just go in with absolute confidence, almost like, almost an arrogance, really. Yeah. You've got, you got to have an arrogance about you. And uh, that is something that I had before I moved to Leicester. And even at the start of Leicester, I, I had that about me. But then, obviously, it kind of... It eats away at you when you're not playing. You you kind you kind of start to doubt yourself a little bit, thinking, "Am I actually good enough?" And then that's a that's a really bad mindset to be in because obviously that then has an, a knock-on effect with your performance. And yeah, uh, yeah like last year I had a really bad season at Huddersfield because I had I had that that I had that mindset. I was going in right. You can't make a mistake. Um, yeah. And when you have that when you have that mentality, usually mistakes then tend to happen because you're you're playing with a nervousness about you rather than a confidence and. Uh, I found I had to, uh, I never really spoke to a sports psychologist before and uh, I found myself uh, talking to one last, last season because things weren't really going the way I wanted. And you guys know me, I'm quite, you know, extrovert, confident and, yeah. you know, in a conversation. But, you know, when it came to football, I was going, I was going with my shoulder, into games with my shoulders slumped a bit, not a real air still, of confidence about me. Were you still going into the dressing room with that sort of extrovert? bravado or were you were you sort of was it almost like a like fake yeah I think uh, yeah I, I've always been like that even even when chips have been down I always try and be a good good character around the place so no one would ever know that I was down but um yeah because I think in a sense you can't be like that in a, in, a, yeah, yeah. In, a, in a group in a group you know in a real male dominating environment everyone's you know very alpha male and you know you're having the crack and you've got a kind of you kind of I've got to give off that bravado really that you know everything's fine you, you, you're good but Really, if I'm being honest with myself, last year I just feel like, you know I was probably I was probably in, in a bad way, but not really talking to anyone about it. And um, yeah, it was the first time I'd ever experienced it in football, where you know I, I, I wasn't confident in myself. And, uh, and I went to it was it was a chance meeting really because we we played um, we played Derby first game of the season at Huddersfield, and uh, I was I wasn't in the squad. The manager had told me I was in no certain terms. I wasn't part of his plans. I was training on my own. And, uh, you know, that, that had an effect on me. Um, that really knocked, knocked my confidence again more. And uh, I was training on my own. Uh, I went to the game and um, I went out onto the, onto the pitch to, you know, watch the lads warm up. And he, the manager sent someone over and told, told me to, like, basically get out of that area. He, he didn't want me there. Yeah. And I was, as I was walking off, Shay, Shay was walking off the pitch. And uh, I was like, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Like, how's, things, how's, how's the coaching going? And he was like, what's the situation with you? And I was like, well, Listen, I'm not in the manager's plans here. I said, what's, what's happening in your place? And he was like, oh, Scott, Scott's uh, off to Man City. Uh, I said, well, listen, if you want someone to come in and push Keller and, you know, be on the bench, someone with a bit of experience, like, I'm, I'm available. So he was like, well, I think about it. And then my, my agent spoke to Derby and, uh, you know, he kind of gave it, Che gave it the green light. And uh, I went down there, number two, to start off with and, you know, really enjoyed started to enjoy my football again, uh, training with Shea and Keller and Johnny Mitchell, Henry Babas. And, you know, I, we, we've got a really good, like, um, what's the word? Like a good, good dynamic, really good dynamic training. Was really enjoying myself. And uh, I found myself getting confident again, you know, in training. And, uh, and then obviously uh, Keller, Keller had a bit of a rough patch. And, you know, this manager's decided to, to, you know, throw me in for a few games to give Keller a kind of a, a, a rest, uh, you know, mentally recharge. And, and then, yeah, I've got kind of come in and, you know, felt like, you know, 
like I was confident again and was going out on the pitch, you know, with a bit of an arrogance about me. And uh, yeah, and I've, I've not looked back really. I've played 20 games, I think, on the spin and, uh, you know, really, really starting to enjoy it again, mate. And uh, the lads are brilliant. The lads are brilliant as well. Really good model with the lads. I suppose we've got our about uh, Mr. Wayne Rooney down there. How's it been? Oh, mate, what a guy. Um, yeah, like I said, we've, a few people have asked me that uh, now. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, when you've got a superstar like him coming to, you know, to, to join your football club, you, you know, the lads are kind of obviously, you know, naturally going, oh, I wonder what he's going to be like. Uh, is he going to be big time, this, that and the other? Because obviously, you know, what he's done in the game, yeah. he's, he's got so many caps for England, record goal scorer. You know, he, he's done everything really, mate. He's won some unbelievable trophies and, you know, he come in and, Mate, most down-to-earth guy ever. Uh, go, goes around the change room. You see him in the morning. You walk in, and he's you know he sat down next to one of the young lads. You know, chatting to them, trying to like you know get into the young boys, uh, trying to improve their games. Out in training, he's doing extras all the time. You know, still still perfecting his craft. And uh, mate, when he came in, the the level of training just went up tenfold. And uh, you, you, you can tell. Has he had me off yet? Yeah. Do you know what <laughs> he tried? Um, we, we were doing a we were doing a small sided game, uh, not a small sided game. We were doing a, a shape game, and uh, yeah, uh, it was before a cup game and full size full size pitch, mate. And, and I was on the edge of my box, you know, ready for like through balls and stuff. And mate, he's not even looked up. He, he's hit one from behind the halfway line, sailed over my head. I was completely beat. I, I was like that, ah, hands in head already, thinking, oh, I know he's done me. And it hit the crossbar and come back into the act. <laughs> so, so he ne- he nearly done me from the halfway line, but luckily he hit the crossbar and came back. So, uh, yeah, he does try uh, he does try cheeky things, tries chipping the keepers, and he, he loves a bit of banter, you know, in training and stuff, you know, getting the better of the keepers. But um, yeah, he's he's not quite had me off just yet. But uh, yeah, now the lads the lads love him, mate. He's he's great to have around the training ground, and uh, he's he's definitely you know brought the level up at, at training as well. So uh, great, great, great character to have around the training ground. No doubt, Carter's been in your DMs about him, has he? Die-hard United fan, I bet he can't. You know, yeah, right? he's been bothering. He, he, he keeps asking me for a sign, <laughs> signed shirt, but mate, he gets it oh, every yes. day from the lads. The lads are always asking him to sign shirts for him and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a bit like uh, uh, apprehensive to do that. It's not really for me to be going up to guys and asking them to sign shirts, especially when you're in your, in your team. Yeah, not for me. I got the, the response I got was, "Go and buy a derby shirt, and I'll get it signed for you." <laughs> <laughs> up the ramp. That, that's okay, quite oh, yeah, you know what I'm like, mate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Two coats of paint, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. Obviously, you, you've got Rooney at the moment. You've had Vardy in the past. You know, who who would you say the best player you've played with um, from an outfield perspective has been throughout the career, mate? To be fair, mate, I was quite, I was obviously really lucky. At, um, at Leicester, because obviously I was I was around the team that won the Premier League at the time, and um, uh, I'd say yeah, Vard's an unbelievable finisher, um, electric pace. He, he even he, getting older now, he, he he seems to get quicker with age. It's, it's crazy how he's not slowing down. And uh, but then Riyad Riyad Mahrez for me really stood out he, in training. He used to just make people look silly, mate. He you know he got the shot, shot, step over. And, you know, you, you, if you're on his team in training, mate, he can just turn it on when he want, when he wants, really. And uh, yeah, what a player he is! And then obviously you got N'Golo Kante, who's yeah. you know probably like having three pe- three extra people in your team. He just got got an engine that you, you just couldn't believe. Just gets all around the pitch, twenty four seven, just never stops. And then obviously, um, yeah, and obviously now got got uh, Wazza at uh, Derby, who's obviously getting a bit older, but mate. The, the quality he's got is just unbelievable, mate. His range of passing, 
you know, his, his football knowledge is just incredible. So, uh, yeah, I've been really fortunate, really, to, to play with some, some excellent players. Yeah, nice, mate, nice. That, um, obviously, uh, the Champions League debut didn't go the way you wanted it to go. Would you say that's quite a proud moment? Why, 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 why did you have to bring that up? <laughs> <laughs> is it a proud moment? Why? why? Proud Mate, moment? I, 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 try, I try and stay quiet about that as much as I can, mate, because it was, it was, obviously, it was obviously a dreadful night for myself. And um, mm. I, uh, I remember because that, that season, I, I, was, I was actually the third choice that season because, obviously, the year after we won the Premier League, uh, Leicester brought uh, Ron Robert Zeller in, so he was like the second choice. I was, I was third choice. Obviously, not knocking about, not, 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 not really enjoying myself to be honest, lads. Because obviously, I was just, tra- I was a training goalkeeper. wasn't wasn't playing at all. Yeah. And then I, d- I didn't play any games that season, mate. And then all, all of a sudden, maybe because because the lads had absolutely blitzed the group. They, I think they'd won every game and drew, drew one. They, they qualified from the group with two two games to go. And, I think Claudio just made the decision to give everyone who hadn't had a game a game that night. And uh, on the Tuesday, I think, uh, was it maybe the Monday, because we were playing on the Wednesday, we were flying on Tuesday, and the goalkeeper coach pulled me on the way out to training. He was like, you're playing on, on Wednesday night, eight. <laughs> so obviously, naturally, I, I was absolutely buzzing, mate. Do you know what I mean? To play in the Champions League has obviously been a dream of mine since I was a kid to play in the Premier League. I never thought I'd play in the Champions League. So um, obviously, yeah, we flew out to Porto. I was I was buzzing. I was confident. Uh, really looking forward to the experience. And um, yeah, obviously, yeah, we got out there, lined up, Champions League theme music, absolutely buzzing, mate. You know, something I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll have a bit of this. I don't mind that. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, like obviously, yeah, went went ran out, got into my goal, and uh, really, really like looking forward to the night ahead. And uh, yeah, next thing, mate, twenty minutes in, look at the scoreboard and it's freeze it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but then this is this is what I mean. This is like sometimes in, in football you find yourself in a in a territory where you're on a you're on a pitch and you just you, you can't wait for the game to be over because you you know the, the score line's so far against you. You just like right ref, just blow just blow up for full time, mate. Because obviously we're clearly not going to get back into this game, and you know they they needed the points that night, Porto. So they had a full strength team out. We had eleven changes, and uh, yeah, they just run run us ragged, mate. To be honest, and uh, yeah, we ended up getting uh, comfortably beaten and. Uh, I mean, Claudio, after the game, was obviously fuming. Even though we, we, we'd uh, progressed from the group, he just really felt that, you know, the 11 lads that went out that night really let him down. And uh, he, he gave them an opportunity, and, an opportunity which, which we fell with, with massively. And, uh, yeah, really, really disappointing evening to, to one that I thought was going to be uh, an amazing night. So, uh, yeah, I don't really look, about, I don't really look uh, back at that very often because... Yeah, it was it was something I'd, I'd rather forget than you know cherish. So uh, yeah, now bad bad experience. Even though it was you know an amazing game to play in. Yeah. Who who was the other keeper then that that was there? So it was you? There was Casper. Was it Mark Schwarzer at the time? No, uh, Schwarzer. There? I think no. Schwarzer left in the summer after we won the Premier League. So they brought Ron Robert Zeller into it. It was just us three at the time, and then some some young lads. So. Uh, yeah, and then obviously, yeah, that, that night, Ika Casillas was in golf for Porto, who was obviously a top-class keeper. And, mate, to be fair, I wanted his shirt because, obviously, you know, he's won everything in the game. And I, after, because we lost so handsomely, I was like, I was embarrassed to uh, yeah. even ask him because I thought, yeah, I don't even deserve to be on the same pitch as you tonight. So, I, I didn't even ask him for his shirt because I was, I was that embarrassed. Yeah, nice. Well, the, re- the reason I brought Swartz up there, mate, just brings us into another one from Simon Murphy, to be fair. He said, ask him about the one time he made Mark Swartz a laugh. But once I made Mark Schwartz a laugh, I can't now. I can't go into that. It's this, this, uh, RPG. It's, uh, yeah, no, I can't, I can't go into that. It's this, it was, it was quite bad. 
It's quite bad. Yeah. What, what, is he, is he, has he told you? No, no, I don't know, mate. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't, I can't go into that, mate. It's, it's uh, not, off, off script, that one. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not for this podcast, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Nice, mate. Carter, does any, do any stories come to mind from Mr., about Mr. Hamer in your time together? Mate, he's, he's been redundant the whole podcast. He's just been sitting there chilling with his set of golf clubs and his, uh, his fake Man United shirt from the beach. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the only stories I've got at home definitely can't go on the podcast. I said there must be one relatively PG one or sort of the one that you can say. No? There's absolutely no podcast-related stories that I can use with Hamer in, in <laughs> the public domain. <laughs> I don't know, mate. They're making, making me out to be some kind of uh, devil here, mate. <laughs> Is that something you've consciously tried to, to carry with you, that sort of... Obviously, I know you outside of football, but in terms of in football, that sort of, I don't know, Jack the Lad, extrovert, joke of the change room, is that something you've constantly tried to do or has it just always become natural? No, I mean, I, mean, I just like, I just like having fun, mate. I mean, I'm, I'm naturally, I mean, I've had, I've had ex, ex-girlfriends like get, get really, like really funny with me over being in social situations and kind of, I'd be with, with her like having a drink or whatever and then I kind of get drawn to positive energy. So if I'm seeing people having a laugh or something going off, I've got a bit, I've got to go there. I need to, I need to beeline for that situation and be a part of it. Do you know what I mean? I just like oh, that. Yeah. I love, I just love laughter, mate. Do you know what I mean? And it makes me feel good. So um, that's yeah. that's kind of what what draws me, really, mate. So in the change room, if there's something going on, that's you know, I can hear laughing, but I've I've not heard what's going on. I'm like, what's that about? What's that? What's what's going on? Do you know what I mean? I kind of need to be involved in it. So. Uh, Anything that's going on, that's you know positive energy. I need to be around it. So that's kind yeah. of what draws me to it, and that kind of gets me into trouble sometimes as well. Nice, mate. Nice, mate. Nice. So I think just to wrap up, mate. So we're going to finish with ten quick fire questions for you, mate. Okay. So straight off the bat, you're going to have options one and two, and then just give us your answer straight away, mate. Okay. Yeah. So, number one, Seaman or Michael? Peter. Seaman. <laughs> 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 <Number two. laughs> no, no, listen. Messi or Ronaldo? Uh, Ronaldo. Nike or Adidas? Adidas. Dubai or Vegas? Say that. Sponsored. <laughs> What's the third one? Dubai or Vegas? Oh, toughy, toughy. Um, I've, uh, I've got to say, I've got to say Dubai, mate. Because when I when I go to Vegas, I'm not even. Uh, Compass mentors, mate. I'm, I'm not even. I'm not even there, mate. Do you know what I mean? I'm just. Uh, I'm just in. I'm just in a dream world. If when I'm in Vegas, mate, I'm never sober. So uh, I'd have to say Dubai. Just on a side note from that, would you say Five Palm or Wet Republic? Wet Republic. Oh. Even there. Wet Republic is somewhere else. Even part there. mate. Part Five Palm, mate. The, the pool's too. It's too. You like sardines in there, mate. It's, it's not. It's oh, not for me. Anyway. And, it, and, it, and if you put your mouth in that pool, mate, you're coming away with a venereal disease. So uh, I'd, I'd say we're a problem. Blonde or brunette, mate? Um, Both. I'm, I'm not. I'm not fussy, mate. I'm not fussy. I'm not fussy. I don't. I don't mind ginger either. <laughs> <laughs> One from Jamie. Blonde. Blonde. One from Jamie. Premier League medal or Champions League debut? 
Well, I didn't get a Premier League medal, so I'd have to say Chip Chambers and David. In an ideal world, mate. In an ideal world. Oh, Premier League medal, obviously. Uh, Ryder Cup or Masters, mate? What would you rather win? Um, <laughs> Masters, because it would be me or me. Matt Mills or John Mills? What's that? Missed that. Matt Mills or Joe Mills? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to say, I'll have to say, I'll have to say Matt Mills because I was best man at his wedding. So, uh, you know, I don't want to let him down. So, yeah, I was, I was his best man. So, I'd say Matt Mills. Nice, mate. Reese or Topman? Reese. Big fan of Reese. Big fan of Reese. Heard, mate. Yeah. We've heard about your Reese. That's another one, mate. I've heard you got, uh, got a season, season ticket at High Cross, haven't you? Yeah, very, very true, mate. Yeah, I'm always, I can always be, if, ever, if ever I'm lost or someone's trying, trying to find me, you can always find me in Reese. Nice, mate. <laughs> Last one, English or German, mate? English. Ger German's not for me, mate. They're down, <laughs> at five, they're, down, they're down at five in the morning putting towels on some beds so they can, they can get fucked. <laughs> Sling your hook. Sling your hook. <laughs> nice, mate. What's the plan for the rest of the day? Plan for the rest of the day? Right, I've got the, got the Watt bike out here, so I'm going to do a session on the Watt bike uh, probably for about an hour, get bang 32k out. Um, <laughs> might, go for a, might go for a little plod after. <laughs> Bradley Wiggins for me. But yeah, that's yeah, that's my daily. What I do, thirty-two k daily. It normally takes me about fifty-five minutes, so I bang that out, and then I normally go for a walk outside in the sun, and then get some get some food in, get on the barbecue. Got a got a new gas canister the other day, so I've been smashing the barbecues. Uh, grilled meat can't beat it, so I probably have a barbecue, lads. What about you guys? What are you what are you boys up to? Go on, oh, mate. This is it. This is it. This you is up? today. This is us. Chilling, mate. yeah. Quarantine. Yeah. My, uh, yeah, full on quarantine, not allowed out. Got a little quiz set up for half four, and that's about it. You fancied uh, <laughs> outro, Carl? You you've not really said much, Carl. Yeah, Carl, get on the in. outro, mate. Not the outro. Yeah, give us the outro, mate. All right, okay. All right, let me let me just uh, let me hang on, hang on. Just let me assume the position. <laughs> <laughs> on, him. Right, ready? Yeah. Cool, absolute build up pressure for me. <laughs> he's crumbled, he's crumbled already. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm actually, you're actually making me think about what to say now. Come, Come on. on, mate. Right, massive, massive thank you to Ben Hayward for joining us on episode one of a Goal in One podcast. Big thanks to the boys as well. And we're going to see you in episode two where we've got the one and only Matt Letizia. So stay tuned. And we'll see you again. Cheers, Hamer. Thank you very much. Cheers, Ben. Cheers, Hamer. Thanks, lads. It's been an absolute pleasure. No worries, mate. Take it easy. Top man.